And this is Sex Archie. And you know what? Fuck the Golden Globes. What do they know about television? Nothing. 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 That's right. We're a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are talking about Chapter 22, Silent Night, Deadly Night, by Shepard Butcher and directed by Rob Seedenglanz. Yes, we are. The perfect director for this, because whenever there's a sex scene, I'm like, when can I see them glands? Come on. So anyways. This is a, it's our mid-season finale. It is, it is. It's pretty overstuffed, as finales tend to be. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we're going to lead you through it by the hand, step by step, is what we do. Yes. We open at Pops, and uh, Pops has become a Christmas tree lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Run by the Andrews family. Yes. Because Pops is letting them use the lot for that, he does get a free Christmas tree out of this in Pops, brought in by Fred and Archie. Now, was this deal hammered out by Hiram Lodge? (laughs) How closely is he managing this diner he secretly owns? It's a good question. So so Archie and Jughead touch base at, at... the table, mm-hmm. about their relationships and lack thereof. Like I said last week, neither of them really know if they broke up or not. They both think they did. Yes. They <laughs> think uh, so. Uh, F- Fred offers Jughead a tree. Uh, we find out Kevin is having a secret Santa party. Now, th- this is a party where they do a secret Santa exchange. It is not like a undercover. You need a password. It's not that kind of no, secret. No. It's not a secret party. You don't need to dress up as Santa. <laughs> Like that would regular. be a very public Santa party. Yeah. It's hard not to notice. It's also, I guess, very early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I guess Jughead's there for breakfast be- uh-huh. because we go over to to the Cooper household where Betty is awoken by Polly, who's like, he's, he's here. He's here. Come downstairs. And Betty goes downstairs and she sees Polly and her parents. Just, just a, a warm Norman Rockwell <laughs> picture of of family joy and then there's santa all bent over by the fireplace getting stuff but then santa turns around and santa is the black hood (laughs) in a santa outfit and then santa crawls over the back of the sofa twin peak style just like bob yep with a (laughs) knife and then betty wakes up from her dream unlike bob bob was just menacing on his own bob don't need no knife (laughs) you wish you were bob black hood and then at the Blossoms household, we see they are also getting ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Cheryl questions where Jason's stocking is. And and I'm questioning, did she forget he's dead for six months now? I think it's more so the fact of, like, we need to hang this up for, like, tradition. Okay. I mean, I've, I've never had my twin brother die. I don't know how to, how to do that, but I probably would not hang up their stocking. Yeah. Yeah. But, well... She wants to. She wants to. It's all right. Uh, but Mama Blossom couldn't find it. And she also breaks the news to Cheryl that they have no money, apparently. So Christmas isn't really happening. And just I'm just like... Eight botanically themed ghost mansions. No actual money. Not seeing this reflected in your lifestyle choices, but okay. <laughs> Uh, and then meanwhile, at the Andrews household, we find out that Fred has a $86,000 doctor's bill, because mm-hmm. welcome to America. Yeah, it turns out getting shot is really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Then at the lodges, mm-hmm. uh, Veronica and Betty there, and v- Veronica's showing off some of the presents that she's gotten for her family, mm-hmm. and also like, this is what I'm getting for Secret Santa, and so over the $20 budget that Kevin asked for. <laughs> Kevin's going to be so mad. There was a system in place for Veronica. It's not going to be a secret if you go over the $20 limit <laughs> by like 10 times. <laughs> We're all going to know who did it. They also have a little conversation about about their relationships and breakups and still mm-hmm. friends. Thanks. We're all still friends. Yeah. At the the... Jones trailer. Mm-hmm. What's the fun? These kids must wake up at the crack of dawn. I don't think they sleep. I don't think they actually sleep. In Riverdale, school starts at 11.30 a.m. <laughs> I mean, that's when it should start, but... 
Jughead wants to talk about the penny problem mm-hmm. with FP. And, and starts this big shouting fight. About how I'm going to handle it and, and I want to be involved and uh, you can't pimp out the serpents. FP just wants him to mind his own damn business, especially when Tallboy helps bring in a bunch of duffel bags that seems very mysterious. And so, once again, our uh, uh, eternal hypothesis remains proven. F.P. Jones cannot be a good dad unless he is behind bars. in jail, apparently. Can they just set up some bars in the living room for him to stand behind so he gets dad, like... let's talk. I need you to get into the dad cage. Okay, you talk much better. You think out your thoughts better. You're only supportive when I slam the lock and slide you gruel through a slot, Dad. I don't know how he can keep doing this. Uh, so at the, the uh, student lounge uh, of, I, of Riverdale High, where Jughead is still allowed to show up randomly. <laughs> I am waiting for the Blu-ray release because I need the extended version I of the scene. I am so upset. This sh- scene. I wanted more Secret Santa Party. I wanted so much more we than We only see we the final two gifts. We see Veronica get a couple's massage coupon. From Josie. From Josie. Like, ooh, I went shopping a little too early. You could, waka waka. You could go with Betty. Or, uh, or, or, hey. or your mom. Uh. That, that's a great moment. I want, like, ten more of that, though. Yeah. Uh, and the final one, which is uh, Archie. Archie drew Betty, and she unwraps this very sloppily wrapped uh, vintage album. The Swiss Family Robinson read-along record. Yeah. Uh, I guess before we called them books on tape, we had read-along records. Yeah. Um, they're a little young for that. <laughs> they're a little young for read-along record. They're a little young to be talking about Donnie Darko constantly. Because <laughs> not even a cassette tape would have passed for their age. We used to watch this movie all the time when we were like five, and it's episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> But it's something they used to uh, listen to all the time when they were kids. Like when they were like five yeah. or something. And then, God, not even. If they were five, that was what? Like 2005. Yeah, records weren't like, did it, hadn't made their comeback then. They were halfway through the Harry Potter series when these <laughs> kids were five. Daniel Craig is the only James Bond they have been alive for. <laughs> We've been dating since these kids were five. Yeah, yeah, we have. Think about that. We have. We've we've been a thing <laughs> since these children were five. Does that make you feel really old? Oh, <laughs> I feel so unqualified to talk about this show. Talk about teenagers? Is, what, what does it mean to look like a snack? Is that what the kids are saying these days? Is anyone here particularly savage? Are we getting lit? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I really was confused about the snack thing. It took me till we talked, you got to lit to understand you were using slang. Am I? <laughs> was snack a thing? When was that a thing? I think now. I think, I don't know. Do I'm... we have young listeners? Do we have people who are young who listen to our show? Not anymore. <laughs> We need to keep going before I turn into <laughs> well, dust. Well, I was talking and to ash. some of my students because I was like having to teach actually a Harry Potter thing, mm-hmm. and and one of the kids was like, "Oh, have you been to Universal?" And I knew what she was gonna ask me about Harry Potter World, and I was like, "Well, yeah, but it was long before that was Harry Potter World was a thing." And she was like, "Oh, when was the last time you were there?" I was like, "Um, two thousand." <laughs> She's like, "That's before I was born." And I was like, yep, it really was. It was by a lot. It was by a good, like, mm, eight years. Uh, <laughs> I could be her mother. <laughs> no one would blink at that. <laughs> so they do the gift exchange. Oh, and Moose and Mid show up. That's that's what ends uh-huh. it, yeah. And uh, Moose is crutching in. I don't know why Midge hasn't been to school. She's been fine. <laughs> Taking care of Moose, I guess. She uh, was off on vacation. She was touring the national parks. Yeah. Betty stops uh, Archie in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he, he talks about how every time he sees Moose, he just sees the Black Hood and the pain that the Black Hood has caused. And he just, yeah. he just can't. And then Betty realizes 
that there is a new janitor. Yeah. Uh, so they go up to him and they're like, you know, who are you? Where Where's Spencer? Svensson? Svensson. Svensson. Where's Svensson? Uh, well, I didn't write it down. I had to remember off the top of my head right then. But uh, Mr. Svensson has been a lovable part of the Archie Comics family for decades. Yeah, well, I forgot what his name was. And they're like, well, I don't know. They called me in. Uh, He's being very brusque with them. But then again, these weird punk kids are just picking on this substitute janitor. Like, I'm just trying to mop the floor. Probably the most put upon profession in America. So then they're all like, well, what if something happened to him? What if we got him killed by, like, yeah. outing him? So they, they go to the school office to inquire, and we find out that he's been out all week with a cold, and that the secretary took him soup and left it on his door stoop. He would uh, try to get Sudafed, but in Riverdale that costs about $800. <laughs> He's probably like me, where he's bought way too much Sudafed recently, and he's probably on like a meth watch list now. And they're just—I'm—I'm I'm gonna get cut off. I'm pretty positive I'm getting cut off next time I go. They're gonna be like, "No, you're making meth," and I'm gonna be like, "No, I just have been sick for a month." At least it's your turn for the cops to be watching. <coughs> so yeah, so they're very worried about this news. Uh, Jughead is waiting in the, the newspaper room for mm-hmm. Betty, because he's still just allowed to wander the school he's no longer a student at. Well, Southside High only does afternoon classes. Yeah. It's a yeah. half-day school. Yeah. Uh, so he's waiting for Betty with a gift, and he, he apologizes for, for how things went down, and, yeah. and Gin states that he just doesn't want her to get, you know caught up in things and, and she reminds him that that's not his choice she's she's aware it's her life she's gonna make the decisions she wants to take care of the people she cares about um so then he goes independent to, woman goes to leave and she's like wait i got a gift for you too Some, and then they don't open their gifts then and this i'm like okay this is where it's not real life someone gives you a gift you you tend to open it in front of them so you can be like oh thank you it says do not open till xmas oh so veronica Gives Archie his Christmas present, Mm -hmm. which was something that he got him before they broke up, obviously, since that was 12 hours ago. (laughs) Uh, And it is a watch that is engraved. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I just want you to know that I still care. In the whole scene, you you can tell he's thinking, how much can I pawn this for? Oh, wait, it's engraved to Archie. That's going to hurt. Archie Kins. That's not going to... Nobody's going to want this. Yeah, and, and he's acting kind of weird. And eventually uh, he he says that you know, things aren't good at home and tells her about the $86,000. Mm-hmm. And then they go their separate ways. Yeah. At the, the White Worm. Do you think that Southside High is actually closed ever since they lost well, their one teacher? Well, in this scene, when FP sees Jughead and is like, why the hell aren't you at school? He's... It's half day. We were done at 11. <laughs> and like all the other serpent children are here as well. You're well, not concerned about them. He's not there, Dad. <laughs> Shouldn't he be concerned about keeping the youth in school? No, he <laughs> needs Tony to bartend. <laughs> A few days ago, when he was still locked up, he yeah. would have cared. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't care now. Uh, but the serpent are doing charity work. They're basically like the Salvation Army, except they don't hate the LGBT community. Yeah, they're 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 you know doing stuff like Meals on Wheels and Toys for Tots and prepping all this different community uh, work and outreach for the South Side. Mm-hmm. And so they have all these stations going, set up on like the pool tables and the bar <laughs> where they're like prepping everything. FP's getting ready to go do a thing for probably Penny, and Jughead's like, "Well, I want to go too," and like, "No, hey, Sweet Pea, you come with us." Oh. Ooh. Pick someone other than your child. I like your jawline, boy. You're my new son. <laughs> you got cheekbones for days. Um, so then we're back at the tree lot, and Archie is sawing trees in a sweater with sunshine that looks like it's probably about 97 degrees out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind Betty's earmuffs in every outdoor scene. <laughs> um, so Betty calls... And uh, they, she wants them to go check out the house mm-hmm. to, to see if the chicken soup was eaten. <laughs> but then Cheryl shows up to buy a tree. and But he can't help her, so the other tree seller has to help. Cheryl gets pawned off on Anonymous Tree Man. Yes. Uh, Betty and Archie go to the house. The chicken soup is still on the porch. 
Yeah, it's it's a very nice soup terrain. Uh, I'd take it myself. Yeah. I, that's mine now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we get of, well, they knock and no one answers. Perhaps that's the most secret of Santa's theft. <laughs> theft. You want to keep that one on the down low. Yeah. A very secret Santa. Uh, over at the trailer, uh, where Jughead is alone, mm-hmm. uh, FP's probation officer shows up and comes in, I guess, to like search the house. Just be a neighborly. I, I don't really, I don't really know why, <laughs> I guess. At the the lodges, they are having dinner, and they're talking about Christmas and how Santa has Veronica's list, mm-hmm. and don't worry, you're going to get things and don't go snooping around, and she's like, tear up my goddamn list! <laughs> well, I, I do, I have to point out that in this conversation, they're talking about Hiram going to Spiffany's yes. for a Glamourge egg. A Glamourge. <laughs> what the fuck is this show? <laughs> Why do they do this to me? Why? With I his American ex- ex- excess card. Yeah, I'm glad there's some continuity. I don't think it's the first Spiffany's either. <laughs> but Glamour J Egg, you're not even trying anymore. <laughs> uh, she's like, tear it up. I don't want anything. If there's people in this town that can't pay their medical bills. and And she... You know, lets them know about how, like, Fred has $86,000 in debt. And they're like, no, no, no. Don't you get on us about paying that. Fred should just tighten his belt. How small do you think belts go? (laughs) Uh, And so they get into a fight about that. Uh, Veronica Lodge, welcome to the resistance. (laughs) Oh, doesn't uh, Hermione call her a... She calls her a communist. A communist, yeah. Just not wanting people to choose between dying on the operating table and drowning in debt for the rest of their lives makes you a communist. Yeah. I'm glad this show is going to show that the rich are heartless monsters that would rather have us all die than think about us as people. Yeah. I love this show. We go to the Blossom Garden House. Continuing my statement. (laughs) And Cheryl has uh, set up a, a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's getting into the festive spirit. We find out her middle name is Marjorie. <laughs> because she's in trouble. Mrs. Blossom comes in and says all of her names. And what have you done? She's like, I saved Christmas. Look at how happy Nana Rose is. <laughs> Nana Rose was one cloudy eyes, like <laughs> showing everyone the moment of their death. And uh, But she's happy about it. Yeah. And Mama Blossom's like, how are we going to pay for this? Uh, and Cheryl tells her, well, you know, you could go to Mr. Lodge for a job, but wait, then you'd have to tell him that you have no skills other than being, like, a terrible mother. So get creative. Figure it out. <laughs> oh. This whole time, uh, the Carol of the Bells is playing as the background mm-hmm. music, and I'm like, hey, uh, Riverdale, shout out for recognizing that is the creepiest Christmas song. <laughs> I see you. I appreciate you. And then, after Cheryl leaves... Nana Blossom, while drinking her wine, says, you should have drowned them at birth like a basket of kittens. (laughs) Back in my day, we drowned kittens for fun. Sometimes babies, too. Slam back that glass of wine. Love you, Nana Blossom. So Betty comes home, and uh, Alice is baking cookies just in case Polly comes home for Christmas and is being very cheery about everything. I love that Alice is like, Alice Cooper is a monster 50 weeks out of the year. (laughs) But when, you know, Christmas bells are ringing, uh, the the gold heart comes out. Yeah. Uh, And then she's like, oh, by the way, the gift from your secret Santa is upstairs. It was left outside. I took it upstairs. So Betty goes up to her room and opens this small box. And she's like, secret Santa, what? Mm -hmm. And then she tosses it, terrified, because it's a severed finger. Now, you might be wondering, wait, what happened? She knocked on the door and then the probation officer opened it in like a a match cut. But what happened at the house? We don't know. We don't know. We just don't don't know. know. But hey, she's got a severed she's finger, a finger waiting for her at home. We've moved on. Archie comes back over, reading the letter that's attached to it, that mm-hmm. in, inside is the finger that belongs to a sinner named Conway. Yeah, it is, is Mr. Svensson. Spencer's finger. Uh, Svensson. 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 I don't 
don't know why I keep saying Spencer. It's Mr. Svensson's finger. Well, when he double faked his identity by coming through Ellis Island, they Americanized it to Spencer. There we go. So then the Black Hood calls. Svensson is on for a second. But then the Hood takes over. It's all like, he committed a sin and you need to find out where it was committed and you may save him. We need to figure out, like, probably, like, the person that he accused, where they were murdered. We gotta figure this out. Right. And he lived at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy for a while. Call back. So we need to go talk to them. Uh, I love the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. (laughs) Yeah. So then Veronica goes in her dad's office. Here comes finding embezzlement and malfeasance. Do do do. My dad's a jerk. Uh, she's looking through his desk. There's a locked drawer. Good mm. thing to note for future. There's a locked drawer. Uh, and then she finds her mom's glamour egg. <laughs> and then she finds a folder. <gasps> and inside this folder is all the legal documents to the ownership of Pops. And I love the, the blood red wax seal. It's so good. Yes. And huge. It's very huge. That's quite the like stamp they had to put on that. <laughs> that took five candles. So then at the, the the Jones trailer, FP comes home to Jughead sitting on the sofa with all the duffel bags out. It's like your parole officer was here. Uh, he's very interested in these bags. So like, well, did you open them? No, no, I no, didn't do that. Jughead got rid of them. I'm very curious how Jughead got, got rid, rid of, of the cop. Pro- pro- yeah, I'd love to know. And how he got him not to go in the duffel bags. They very <laughs> look, much look like they'd have drugs in them. But they don't have drugs in them. What they have... His gift back. It's the boxes. Jones family Christmas in there, there. There's gifts for Jughead and his mom and Jelly Bean and FP was thinking that they could take a drive on Christmas to see them. All the way to Toledo. Aww. I guess FP was behind bars for a little bit <laughs> yesterday to pick this up or something. <laughs> he drove down to the sheriff's station like, Keller, I need... I, I need some quiet time. <laughs> Can I just go in there for a little bit? I I just need three hours in the drunk tank and also some tape and scissors. I brought the wrapping paper myself. Can you can you hook a brother up? But but <laughs> he's like the weirdest werewolf. Yes, <laughs> it's the only way to save my family. Oh, because if the moon comes out, you'll hurt them. No, I just I'm just better in here. <laughs> I'm just better. But Jughead, like, goes off on him about um, Penny again and that, you know, first it's duffel bags, then it's and drugs, and then it's this, and then it's that, and what happens when she asks for more? Well, and bring F- more surface. Everybody's coming. And FP... Snake pit. <laughs> FP blows up at him. The, the living together is not working. Maybe you should go back to Fred or Betty. We broke up. <laughs> <laughs> and the Jughead wants to help him fix this mess. And FP's like, we're trapped. We can't fix this. <laughs> ah! Try to get out. They pulled me back in. While we're quoting movies here. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica is like laying on her bed mm-hmm. and uh, calls the hospital to uh, pay I Fred. love her like impetuous girlish body language. She's like on... Uh, on uh, her like chin on her her palms, elbows on the bed, her feet kicked up barefoot yeah. behind her. Yeah. It's like she's in a commercial for like a new version of mystery date board game. Yeah. But instead she's calling the hospital wanting to pay <laughs> uh Fred's bill in full. On her mother's card. Yes, and, and she's like, Oh, I'm his business park partner, but this is technically this, true. This is an angel donation. It's gonna stay anonymous. But but here's my name and it's Hermione Lodge and and just charge it all. <laughs> and they they fade out to the next scene while she's reading off the number as if it's a real number that someone might try. Yeah. An American excess card. <laughs> so then we have Jughead rallying the young serpents. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, you know, Penny, his dad dealing drugs and now Tallboy's in on it. And, uh, if they don't stop this, the serpents are just going to become, going to become the ghoulies and everyone's going to be doing this mm-hmm. and it all ends in death or jail or jail. Uh, and they have to take Penny out. 
Oh, on a nice date, and then she'll be like so charmed, right? No, oh. no. But some of them are like, but the snake charmers helped us, and and. Uh, but at what cost, what sweet cost? Uh So it was all like, if we, if we don't stop it tonight, um, she'll get every one of us. And the first law is no serpent stands alone. And Thank so you, then, Tony, for the backup. And so then they're all like, fine, I'll stand with you. No serpent stands alone. Except Penny, because fuck her. And so then they just all like stand around a burning trash can. Mm-hmm. United, or is, because or, no serpent stands alone. A burning trash can, or as I like to call it, the Jones household. The angels of quiet mercy. <laughs> uh, talking with... with it's not a nun, but it's... A, a non-nun. A non-nun lady. I was talking about how you know, he, when he came to us, he was very troubled. Probably some officer in charge of the adoption program. I would hope. And I, I love that Archie's like, he was a sinner? Well, no, <laughs> he was a child. Archie, shut up. Oh, I've, I've spoken too much. Like, I shouldn't even be talking to you. And they're like, if you do not help us with this, we will expose all of you for what it, this, you are. Because Polly told me about the corporal punishment and all the stuff that goes on here. Did Polly even tell us about the corporal punishment no. last season? No, she didn't. I like to think that Betty's just bluffing, making this up entirely, and she happens to be right. Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do beat troubled young women. Oh, no. They know. Oh no! So, so lady explains everything we already know about about the lynch mob. Yeah, Archie acts surprised. Like, did you forget it was last episode? Uh, but then we find out that who he he named, who he accused, wasn't the right guy. Wasn't the right one. And that we also find out that the lynch mob was a group of men and one woman because they came to, like, visit once. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember anything about them other than the woman had striking hair. It was white with one cherry red streak. <gasps> Nana Rose Blossom. Nana Rose Blossom. Oh. I'm just amazed her hair looked like that when she was a young woman. I, I thought Premature, she... Premature, <laughs> uh... Grain. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just came that way. It just came that way. That's how it works. That is a killer look, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, she she had, like, an experience, like, an X-Men experience, except it went, like, the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a white streak, she got a red streak. <laughs> Nana Rose is really an X-Men. They hooked her up to the ghost machine. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Um. So then, Penny's in her lair. Her drug lair. The penny pound. There's a knock on the door and she thinks it's FP, but it's, it's Jughead and he's all like, ho, Mary, ho, what's going on? And uh, she compliments his crowbar. crowbar. Mm -hmm. It's named Svensson. And uh, he's like, oh, I, I brought that uh, in case, you know, I needed to pry open the door. And then all of a sudden he's surrounded by all these other serpents in those like Serpent masks yeah. from when we met Hot Dog. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing they do is throw a small fluffy dog at her. <laughs> but they all... Are you scared now? Look, he can shake hands. They all rush in around him and go and grab her and throw a hood over her head. Yeah, they black bag her. Over... It's getting real. <laughs> as Jughead just stands there. He just stands yeah. there as they do this. Jughead is badass. <sighs> At the lodges of Veronica's hanging out as her parents get home and they're like, oh, well, we got a call from the bank about a $86,000 charge. Oh, good. That went through. <laughs> She's all like, I decided you could cover it uh, when I found out that you can uh, buy pops. Yeah. If we can afford a whole dang diner, we can afford to keep uh, our business partner out of debtor's prison. Yeah. And so, so, so she, they decide to uh, talk more about letting Veronica into the business dealings as Hiram says, follow my incredibly pointy lapels to the study. Yes. And they lead the way. His uh, jacket is nice. Yeah. I want that jacket. So then we're in the middle of the woods and they take the, <laughs> they take the hood off Penny and we find out that they are in Greendale. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this is her new home, or anywhere else that's not Riverdale, because she's not allowed there. 
And then, you know, she she has to do her business elsewhere or else. And she's all like, well, you can't hurt me. I'm a serpent. Look at my tattoo. They have ways of fixing this. Jughead's like, well, it t- it's time you learned. And he takes off his jacket and he flips over the switchblade. And then they all, like, hold him down, and they carve her tattoo off her arm. Yes, they skin this woman alive. But, and they say, the tattoo doesn't make you a serpent. (laughs) They just skinned her freaking arm in the middle of the woods. And when I say they, it was Jughead as everyone else held her down. Like, what the fuck? I love my burger boy. My sweet burger boy who's just so chill with everything and doesn't, you know, he, he just stops and smells the roses. He doesn't get wound up. Uh, he's very intelligent. He's wise. Like, okay, as he, I said to you. He time traveled for that one miniseries. In, like, the commercial break, I was like, what I thought was going to happen was like, oh, we brought you here. You're now another turf. Okay. Another gag is going to jump you because we can't because you're serpent, but they can because no, no, we're going to skin you. We're going to skin your arm. Sometimes when he paints on a canvas, the thing becomes real. I love Jughead. (laughs) I do have a thought now, though. I'm like, we haven't seen Hot Dog in a while. Where's Hot Dog? Hot Dog betrayed the family. (laughs) No! So then, uh, Betty and Archie go to see Nana Rose. Mm-hmm. They they tell her about like you know many years ago there was a family that was murdered and and then they took a group of people took revenge on the murderer and she's like oh dear here in Riverdale oh <laughs> yeah lady you were part of it now give me the answers and she's like oh no no girls weren't allowed they told me to stay home. <laughs> And so they're like, well, where did they go to hang him? Oh, they didn't. They gave him a proper burial. Buried alive. <laughs> I love her so much. She, she does this whole, like, ethereal, dreamy act. She's still calling uh, Betty Polly all the time. Yeah. But then she gets hardcore talking about burying people alive. It's so good. And they're like, well, where was it? Where was he buried? Well, ask your grandfather, Polly, dear. He was there. <laughs> I had a picture of us once all together. Betty's great-granddad killed by her great-uncle. Uh-huh. Betty's grandpa, vigilante lynch man. Yes. Yes. Her dad sucks, just generally. He sucks. (laughs) I don't Uh, have high hopes for her brother. The men of the Cooper line are all garbage. Uh, so they leave. Betty talks about, like, okay picture there he had a lot of pictures when he died we cleaned out his place this Mm -hmm. stuff would be at my house but then also like maybe this is why the black hood picked me is because he knew she's having this breakdown she's very vulnerable (coughs) this the legacy of sin in riverdale is her family legacy again and then and then and then she reaches out for a comforting smooch to the only boy she's ever really loved don't you say that the first boy she really loved from afar you can say that. She was infatuated with since childhood can, because of abs. That's fine. You can say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so they kiss for a second. They kiss for a second. Uh, but then they're like, okay, we need to go. And then, <laughs> I have to go solve crimes through the power of scrapbooking. Let's go. And so they drive off. But then we see that Cheryl was staring out of the window at all of this happening in the car. One, and I'm like, why'd you like hang around there to talk about this first? Just wondering why... Why they're still parked in her driveway? Like, come on, it's not a, it's not a parking lot. Yeah. Stop harassing my grandmother, please. <laughs> so then, at the lodges, we find out that they did have a conversation, but we aren't privy yeah. to the conversation. <laughs> it, we don't know what was said. The scene literally starts with Veronica. So now you know everything. Yeah, good for her. All right, come on. And she's like, "Okay, so I'm in, but what? I'm not doing anything illegal." Okay, like, what they tell you? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, it's okay, we're not. And oh, you should learn the term plausible deniability. Excuse me, I'm a very mature 15-year-old as I swill my cognac. <laughs> and she also makes sure that they, the, the $86,000 remains charged. Uh, and they're like, oh, yes, we will need Fred in the future. <laughs> and I'm like, then why'd you want him to, like, go down? 
Well, because then he they would have leverage over Fred. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that the the Jones trailer, mm-hmm. uh, FP comes home, and there's uh, some takeout from Pops. There's also a Christmas story leg lamp. Yes. Yes, there yes, is. Yes, there is. Uh, Your brother would get along so well with it. How many of those does he have now? Well, he only has like one real one. He has one regular size one. <laughs> he has one like desk size one. He has a great number of uh, other, uh, things. other things in the shape. Well, my brother doesn't have a lot of hobbies. So it becomes a really good Christmas present is to just get something leg lamp shaped or moose mug shaped from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Um, that's why I have specific wrapping paper for him from those movies. <laughs> Jughead's all like, so I, I take it Penny didn't show up. Uh. Well, yeah, she bled to death in the woods. <laughs> and, and she's like, she's gone. Don't worry. I rallied the young serpents. She's gone for good. And FB's like, what the hell did you do? She's going to be back. And I'm like, no, I took care of it. It's, it's, it's all good. And they end up yelling at each other a lot, and, and Jughead's all, you know, this life you wanted to protect me from. I'm proud of it. You can't take it away from me no matter what you do. That big mouth Billy Bass has so many stories to tell. Yeah. But they all come out do ah diddy diddy dum diddy do. I want an episode that's just like the bass like giving confess like just like a sit down on the sofa confession episode. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end, it's like that one video where the batteries are dying and it sounds like a demon. Yeah. (laughs) Do I did it? (laughs) It's the best video. Archie and Betty are at her house and they're going through old pictures and stuff and they find the picture Mm -hmm. of the four men standing. Uh, In front of this very distinct tree. Yes. That is in the town park. Yes. So they're like, okay, gotta go. We'll call Keller on the way, and they go to the park, and they get to, like, some dug-up dirt in front of this tree with a makeshift grave marker that says, here lies Joseph Conway, and... Uh, uh, yeah, just planted in some very recently disturbed soil. Yes, and, and there is a shovel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, so they dig, and they dig up a casket, and they open it, Af- and it... After, like, there's a time-passing <coughs> cut. Or Which a- I'm like... It t- you dug all that up with one shovel. Where the hell is Keller? He should be here by now. <laughs> Archie is just filthy. He's a dirt, dirty he dirt boy. He must have been in Greendale. <laughs> he had to take that long way around. It takes four hours. It's a big county. There's only one sheriff. <laughs> but they open it and it's empty. <gasps> and then the Black Hood is there. With a gun. And he points it at them and he tells Archie to get in the coffin. And he's like, get in or I'm going to shoot her. So he gets in. And then he tells Betty to shut it. And then he makes Betty cover it with dirt. And this whole time I'm like, finally, finally we get payoff for that uh, weird subplot where Archie went to study with Pi May and master the one-inch punch. <laughs> but then we hear sirens. And the Black Hood's like, what? And Betty smacks him with the shovel. Hell Yes! Like, okay, the way she smacked him, that dude's head should have been dented in and he should have been down. But no, apparently he was okay enough to get up and run away. Don't use the flat of the shovel. Use the blade of the shovel. Uh, Betty gets Archie out and they go running after him, then running down a bridge. And and Archie has the gun because the guy, the hood dropped the gun. You get planged with a shovel, you'll drop whatever you're carrying too. And it's all like, stop, stop, or shoot you. And the hood's like trying to like jump over the bridge. But a shot rings out. And it's Sheriff Keller coming to save the day. You totally think it's Archie at first. You totally do. But no, his hands are still clean. And so at first you're like, it can't be Keller. It can't be. Because that's the hood. And then. They pull off the hood. And who is the hood? But it is Fenson. It is is Conway. Yes. So then I'm like, it could still be Keller. It could be. I mean, both theories make sense, right? The the, the two theories are the, the one the teens all believe. Yes, that which, it, which... It was Svensson all the time. Which is what they, the, in the next scene at the diner, the they diner. discuss. It was Svensson acting out of guilt for fingering the wrong man, trying to cleanse all the sinners to make up for lost time. And in the end, the sort of uh, death by cop death wish 
you know, he's the final sinner that has to go. Mm-hmm. Which isn't something that they say, but I think it makes sense. I'm going with the hood was the one there with the gun. And then the hood, like, was like, okay, they hit me with the shovel. I've got all this head lead. Okay, now I'm untying you. You're the hood. Run down that bridge. What leverage would the hood have with uh, Mr. Svensson to get him to, to go along with this ploy, though? That's the one hole in being a hood truther. He made him swallow a little bomb <laughs> pill that he has the detonator for. And he's like, if you do anything, you... I'm going to blow the bomb. Yeah, so you have to escape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So I'm going to go with. Sheriff yeah. Killer Theory lives. I don't know. I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's the end of the hood. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think so. But yeah, so the four of them are in Pops and they're talking all about this, about how, wow, it's over. And then the next morning at Pops, uh, Kevin and Josie are caroling outside. Kevin has a lovely singing voice. Yes. I would like more Kevin songs. I'm not surprised he has a lovely singing voice. His brother is on Broadway. It's not genetic. It takes. It's a skill and it takes practice and development. It's a muscle. You got to work it. I'm really trying to work mine today. <laughs> it's very hard to speak. You also, your Yoda ear keeps hitting me in the face. <laughs> I'm excited. We, we kind of see like Christmassy things happening. Cheryl comes down the stairs and is like, Mommy, is it time to open presents? And she finds a discarded Santa hat. And she's like, Santa? And then her mother pops up from the sofa with a dude covered in lipstick who I assume was a mall Santa. Hmm. And Cheryl's very disturbed. Sometimes the naughty list is the nice list. I'm assuming Cheryl's mother is, like, taking her advice and being like, well, I'm going to find men to finance our life now. <laughs> she's on the hunt for a sugar daddy. Yes. Uh, yeah. She, she's on the hunt for a jingle jangle daddy. Yeah. Yeah. All those jingle jingle jangles. <laughs> no, no. She's on the hunt for a sugar plum daddy. Uh-huh. There we go. Third take. That's the joke. There we go. Seasonal. Uh, so then Betty opens Jughead's present, which is a true crime book. Yeah, with a sweet little note. Veronica opens Archie's gift, which is like a locket. With with... the pictures of the both of them together. Yeah. Betty's present to Jughead was this really, like, cool typewriter. A classic typewriter, because Jughead knows typewriters, I guess. And FB has a good dad moment when he's like, oh, you're gonna swing by later, like, thank her, and like... Talk things out. And Jughead's <laughs> that like, was the ankle bracelet talking. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Jughead's like, oh, I'll, I'll text her probably. Uh, Archie and Fred both get on the phone with, with mom talking. Asking how the Bahamas are because she's on a singles cruise. That's yes. why they aren't uh, having a, a Christmas together. Yes. Uh, Veronica comes over to the Andrews household and has hung some mistletoe. She, she springs the old mistle trap. And they have a bit of a, a make-up make-out. They have a reconciliation. Yeah, and she, she's all like, I, I need you in my life. Yeah. And, and I love you, too. I mean, this is the moment that more than anything this season, I think, makes uh, the Archie-Veronica relationship work. Because, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and she's trying to find out if she has one to begin with. Yeah. And I think this scene really, really sells that. Although I hate to wonder, oh, no. Is this part of the family secrets? <laughs> oh no, is this a, a fraudulent relationship? Oh dear. Um, we can never be sure because of what happened during that commercial break. But then there is someone in the bushes snapping pictures. Bum, bum, bum. But we don't know what that means. Then at the Cooper's household, Betty, Betty grabs a box that has hood stuff in it. Mm-hmm. The notes... Her notes, oh. her news clippings, the actual hood she has. Yes, and and she she's throwing it all in the fire. And then we get the closing voiceover about how, you know, in Riverdale, like, everything just got wrapped up uh, just in time for Christmas. Betty stared into a void of the Black Hood, and she saw a dark truth that could not be burned away. A truth that whispered, this isn't over. Oh. oh. Black Hood trutherism. Yeah. 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 
And that is that's it. The mid season finale. The show is not back until uh, July seventeenth. July. The show is not back until January seventeenth. So says Mr. Svensson. So that's roughly one month off. Yep. We're going to have some more content coming at you. We're going to do another memory lane probably next. We're still figuring out which one we want to do. We have, we're, we've narrowed it down to two choices that have both been really requested. Uh, we also just scheduled something today. I'm so glad that we, we've finally squared out a date that I can announce it on this episode. Yes. Uh, we're going to be playing the Archie board game Running Around Riverdale on the One Shot uh, live stream. That's twitch.tv slash one shot RPG the evening of Thursday, January the 4th. Yeah. It's going to be the two of us. It's going to be James D'Amato of One Shot, Campaign, uh, A Woman with Hollow Eyes, etc. Et and we might be getting a fourth. Like I say, we're still in the planning phase. Yeah, we figured out. This will also be part of their Trans Lifeline charity event. So oh. even better. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm learning about this stuff right now. <laughs> so again, uh, mark your calendars. We're going to be broadcasting live Thursday, the 4th of January. But it, it will be uh, archived and available afterwards as well. Yes. So it's time to get back to our show for the yeah. present, though. Yeah. <laughs> Got some segments. Okay. What's but uh, before we get to our first segment, I'm feeling a little. Feeling a little. Need a little thing. Okay. I need something to keep going right now. Yeah. I mean, you're. It's been a while. You're fading. I don't want to. I don't want to be rude, but like. It's it's been a while since I had my last hit of Jingle Jangle, and I got some new stuff. I went to what? see my dealer. Yeah, my dealer at Trader Joe's. You know who you are in the checkout line. We talked about. We the talked. Show. I told you about my podcast. Maybe you're listening. <laughs> she she hooked me up good. Yeah. And today we're trying a new formula of the Jingle Jangle. This is the Jingle Jangle. In the form of ice cream. They have infused the ice cream with jingle jangle. All right, stop talking and let me add that poison. It's very cold. Yes. Yeah. That's something you don't get with most other jingle jangle varietals. I'm, I'm glad that they're branching out, that there's more uh, ways to consume or mm-hmm. be more creative here. Because, you know, people are getting on to the certain ways the jingle jangle is supposed to look. And sometimes right. you need to mix it up so people don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that ice cream is very smugglable. Mm-hmm. No one knew I was walking down the street with Jingle Jangle. <laughs> now what I'm worried about is the dilution. The du- that we're not getting enough. I don't. I don't feel like I'm getting a real like hit. You know. Maybe we need to go back to the pure stuff. So that's a thought we need to keep in mind. Like I'm trying to rub this on my gums, but it's just making my teeth very cold. <laughs> my fingers are getting so sticky. <laughs> Why are your fingers sticky? Why are you? Because I'm rubbing t- it on my gums. You got to follow the logic of the joke. You're rubbing. But it's what you do with cocaine. Obviously, I don't know how you're supposed to do drugs. <laughs> it shouldn't surprise you. This is also really slowing down the pace of the show because <laughs> it takes a lot longer to eat ice cream. Okay, one last one last bite of jingle jangle for each of us, so we can get on with stuff. We can have more later. <laughs> it is really good, though. It's pretty good. I mean, it's just vanilla ice. It's cookies and cream ice cream with other chunks in it. Like, the chunks are all good. Trader Joe's ice cream base is okay. Yeah. I just know that as soon as I'm done editing, I'm going to stay up until I hit the bottom of this carton. Yeah. Why? Oh, for the boners. Oh, for the (laughs) boners. I think it's time to move on to the next segment. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. (sighs) All right. So I'm ready now. Back on the horse. Yeah. Now that I did some horse. <laughs> so we have uh, our our favement fa- favement our favement. So says Mr. Spencer. <laughs> our favorite uh, new segment: digest the digest mm-hmm. here. So we have Betty and Veronica in. Is this trip necessary? Well, I don't know what it's from because they don't put it in these things. Probably nineties. Judging by the fashion. Fashion and style. I think in 90s. So this this is a holiday-ish comic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Written by Kathleen Webb. uh, Pencils by Dan DiCarlo. Uh, Betty comes over to Veronica's place. uh, And Veronica's talking about how she is going on uh, 
a trip for the holidays. She's going to where it's warm and she needs to go on a shopping spree for it. Because she is going to Jamaica uh, with her country club friend, Danielle Moneybags. Yep. 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 How is that spelled? M-O-N-N-E-B-A-G-S. Not even hiding it. Nope. Danielle Moneybags. And uh, Betty's like, oh, I don't know if I'd you know, like to be away from my parents for the holidays. And Veronica's like, oh, this will be fine. I'm a big girl. It'll be great. Uh, they'll have another Christmas for me when I get back. We'll celebrate then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they leave to go shopping. And uh, the lodges are left uh, home. They're they're both talking about how she really wants to go. She's really excited. She doesn't need to be here on December 25th for, you know, Christmas. Like, we can do it a different day. It'll be okay. And then they just start bawling. Aww. Because it's not okay. Uh, later, Betty and Veronica get back with all the stuff. Betty asks, like, oh, you know, what are you getting your parents for Christmas? She's like, oh, I don't know. Like, they kind of have everything. (laughs) Betty talks about how she's making the stuff for her parents in wood shop. Veronica's like, well, they're probably getting kind of tired of, like, the same old gifts for me, you know, golf clubs and diamonds. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's the thing. What do you get for the people who have everything? You redistribute their wealth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so Betty's like, just just go ask them. Go ask them, you know, what they'd like. Veronica goes downstairs, and, and her parents are trying to be like, okay, keep a stiff upper lip. Like, we got to hold it together. We don't want to ruin her trip for her. And she, she asks them, you know, uh, what are you looking forward to as gifts for Christmas? And then they just start bawling again. Aww. And, and she's like, I told you. They're tired of getting the same old stuff for me. Exactly, Veronica. They want your love and time. And that's the end of the story. They they end on that humorous misunderstanding. Yeah. Of her parents crying in the other room. (laughs) So, darling, how would you turn this into a Riverdale episode? Is this trip necessary? The Riverdale version. Uh Uh-huh. So we start with not... Uh, an invitation, but an impromptu visit from Danielle Moneybags. Uh-huh. Danielle Moneybags is there. Moneybags! They have to find some way to, like, slant the pronunciation a little, right? So it's not just money bags. Danielle Moneybags. Mon... Mon... Moneybags. Moneybags. Anyway, Danielle M. Uh-huh. She shows up in Riverdale uh, because Veronica was not at... Her super secret surprise birthday party. And Veronica has always gone to her super secret surprise birthday parties. Uh It's not Veronica's fault. It was such a secret she did not know when and where to go. (laughs) (laughs) But Danielle's not hearing that. And she wants to to bring some of the old life back to Riverdale. The the whole uh, posse, the whole entourage goes to that one club down the road. Yeah. And uh, Veronica gets swept up in this life, not not the shady underbelly that Nick St. Clair had, but the good times. And they they uh, then decide, you know what? Road trip to Jamaica. And now is the problem. This is going to throw a wrench in Hiram and Hermione's business dealings. Mm-hmm. Their plausible deniability. They can't have her leaving the country. Oh. And they need... Everybody uh, for a meeting that Veronica does not know yet that is scheduled for December 25th. Yeah. Uh, that's when uh, the, the mayor is going to sign over a whole lot of public land to the lodges. And the mayor doesn't even know that this will make them the majority of landowners. And they're basically going to set up like the Reedy Creek Improvement District and they'll have <laughs> their, they will run the town. It'll be a privately owned business town. Mm-hmm. But Veronica has to be there for that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're so upset at her leaving for Jamaica. Oh. And they can't tell her this because she'd never go for it. They need as much time as possible with her home to massage the idea. Mm. Yeah. I see. So, darling, how would you put this story into Riverdale? Okay. So I changed it up a little bit. Um, so Veronica... Is you know normally 
she does travel over mm-hmm. the holiday, mm-hmm. but she's very much looking forward to her first Christmas with friends Yeah, uh, in her new home, mm-hmm. and she's very excited about just doing the whole Christmassy thing with the family in Riverdale. But her parents buy her a ticket to go out of the country to see her friend. Mm-hmm. Danielle Munnabags. Yes. Or like, this is our gift to you, is this trip to go reconnect with your friend. And, and you know, she feels like she, she can't say no, mm-hmm. but she wants to. But really, her, her parents are trying to get her out of town because they're planning a big deal. Mm-hmm. A big business deal that she actually can't be there for. They don't oh. want her. It's so illegal. They don't want <laughs> she her She said involved. she wouldn't do anything illegal, so she has to be out yeah, of the country yeah, while they do the illegal things. And they play the the sad card about how, you know, they're just trying to do something nice for her. And she's just always, you know, spoiled and selfish and, and won't mm-hmm. take their their gift of, of generosity uh, so instead of it being that they, they will miss her, because the, the parents in the Riverdale comics are much nicer than they are in yeah, the show, yeah. they, they are manipulating her into this trip. Obviously, obviously. But uh, she decides to not go. And so they break down in tears. Well, she doesn't tell them, because she wants to still spend it with her friends. And she decides, you know, I'm just going to surprise them on Christmas Day. I'm going to go stay at, like, Betty's yeah. for, like, night. And then I'll just come home on Christmas and surprise them. And they'll be really happy. And then she catches them. Oh, no. In their illegal activities. Yeah. And then there's lots of tears because things were caught and people are getting arrested. <laughs> that Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd cry yeah, for that. Yeah. That's how I would do it. All right. There you go. Yeah. So, darling, what do you think is going to happen a month from now, uh, either in the next episode or, you know, the whole season two? What do you think the back half of the season is going to be? The hood still exists. I don't think he's gone. I think that was a rouge. A rouge? A, a, ru- a rouge, rouge. Rouge the bat, the sexy Sonic. The, that was a rouge. Ru- uh, it was a Rube Goldberg device. It was very complicated <laughs> and nothing much actually happened. It was a ruse? A ruse, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. But I can hardly speak anymore. <laughs> I think he will be back. I think that's not over. Okay. I'm, st- I'm still conspiracy theory there. Okay. I don't want to get my hopes up, but I feel like we're finally going to get some Mama Jones and Jelly Bean. Yeah. I mean, we were taught, like, there was talk. Talk. Of visiting. I feel like at some point we will get at least one of them. <laughs> Maybe just Jelly Bean. Maybe. Uh, I think time is going to progress. I think uh, this doesn't count as a prediction because it's too boring. But I think when we come back from the show's holiday break, we're going to come back from the character's holiday break as well. It will be the next calendar year for them. That makes sense. But for my first real prediction, the person taking the pictures in, in the bushes? Yeah. Chick. Oh. Betty and Polly's secret brother, long lost Chick. He's going to find them. She's not going to find. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And for some reason, he's taking pictures of her friend. Well, I mean, it is the friend she was smooching. What if he, like, saw them smooching? Yeah. What if he was in those bushes, too? He's just, like, in bushes. It's where he lives, in the bushes. (laughs) That's why they haven't found him all these years. Yeah. Well, obviously, Penny's going to be back. With a robot hand. With a robot hand. I mean, the people she was dealing with are not any sort of drug dealers I've ever seen. They're definitely yeah. some sort of paramilitary religious cult. Yes. Things are going to, for a few episodes, things are going to be okay. And then there's going to be like giant blow up all out drug war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At one point, at a very dramatic moment, we will all be shocked when Nana Rose rises from her wheelchair and is completely, like, salient and, and lucid. Yeah. And she, she regains her, her mental and physical fortitude. Yeah. In order to do something. To birth the babies. She, she'll birth the babies. <laughs> she'll, she'll punch somebody or she'll grab a gun. She'll do something that nobody was ever expecting her to do. The- but Nana Rose will walk again. I am holding to this idea. Okay, Polly's going to come back for a visit. Somehow she has not given birth to these babies yet, uh, and she she is going to to stop by 
for some reason to say hello to Cheryl and then she goes into like instant crazy labor where she's like fully dilated and like there's nothing they can do and Nana Rose will rise out of that wheelchair <laughs> and just hold her hand and yeah. and coach Polly through the birth of her twins but then Nana Rose will like rush one of them off to some type of voodoo cult thing no, in no, no, a no, 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 no. One of the babies is going to come out sick and then the last bit of color from Nana Rose's hair will like fade to and silver. And she dies! And as, as the baby takes breath. Oh, I love it! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. 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 Obviously. Anybody could see that coming. This is sort of something I've said a few times, especially uh, in our bonus episode where we talked about things we expected for the whole season mm. but i still think i'm right i still think there's going to be a rift between the serpents but now it is fp, FP versus jughead yeah it's, it's the it's a generation gap yeah father versus son yes i i feel like the i was actually feeling this especially in this episode where the young serpents were all gathering yeah that i feel like the young serpents are going to like break off and go create their own mm-hmm Gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, f I feel like this is definitely going to happen. I mean, who would you trust? Tony Topaz or Tallboy? Tony Topaz. There you go. Yeah. I trust in Tallboy. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I want on my side. Yeah. So now that we've talked about what we think might happen, uh -huh. what we know is going to happen. The next episode is called The Blackboard Jungle. Mm -hmm. That name is taken from a 1955 film. It's a commentary film about a man teaching at an inner city school and trying to get through to those kids. Mm. It's like that whole genre was born from this one movie. Uh. Uh, it features a very young Sidney Poitier. Oh, I love him. As, as one of those kids that needs to be gotten through to. Oh my gosh, to. he's so young. Is the first film to use rock and roll in its soundtrack. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was 55. There wasn't that much of it yet. Yeah. Uh, but on, on to more specifics. Uh, our trailer is all about the Southside High mm -hmm. being liquidated and the two schools getting integrated. And yes. it is not a very smooth transition. Uh, we do know that the... Serpent gear is not welcomed in, in mm -hmm. Riverdale High, and, and Weatherby's, like, threatening Jughead to take off his jacket. And Reggie is leading a literal jocks versus greasers gang fight. Yeah. They, they are squaring off among the most cliched of lines. Yes. That is really all we know. That's I can't wait to see Jughead and Archie doing numbers from West Side Story. Their forbidden love... Yes. Yes. I mean, we all know Archie's Maria, right? Yeah. 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 Because he's pretty. Oh, so pretty. Chuckhead is definitely uh, Tony. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. I need to see this. I need to see this right now. Yeah. I need to see Lily Reinhardt doing Maria's monologue from the end. Where now I have a gun. I have hate. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, please, please, please. Mm -hmm. Is... You said Maria. Yes. But you want Lily to do that monologue. Yeah, I want a good actor to do it. Okay. <laughs> Jughead is Tony. Yes. I feel like Cheryl would be uh, Maria's cousin. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. what's her? But who's the, the spunky girl that runs around with the jets? Kevin. Kevin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why did I even ask? And yeah, the the there's even a local Pops is the, there's a local the diner, diner owner that owner. lets the kids hang out. Keller's the like cop who's yeah. like, "Why you gotta keep doing this stuff?" Gee, Officer Keller, Kell, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's perfect. I want this to happen <laughs> so bad. Is that our first rubber stamp sex archie approved AU for people to work in? Yes. All right. Yes, it is. I would like to see some fan art of this. You've got this. your homework assignments, people. It's not that the the bulldogs fit better as sharks. It's that Archie fits better as Maria, and everybody else has to conform to that. Yeah. 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 I guess that's all we have to say. Yeah, I think uh, so. Thanks to uh, everybody for uh, following along. I hope you enjoy the bonus episodes we've got coming for you. Mm -hmm. when, when I say our next one will be a memory lane, I don't mean next Thursday. 
Uh, but it is the next thing we'll be doing. Yes. The, the one thing we know with the date, again, is that live stream with uh, James D'Amato and the One Shot crew, twitch.tv slash one shot RPG, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday the 4th. Yes. Uh, we'll get to you with more specific times, lineup, conversions for time zones, but we're going to be playing games with them, raising money for Trans Lifeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the meantime... Uh, you can leave us a rating and review mm-hmm. uh, and help other people find us through the magic of the internet. Yeah, think of it as a holiday gift to your favorite Riverdale podcast. Yeah. Or us, if you prefer, I don't know, maple syrup blood money. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can also uh, tell a friend. <laughs> it's the time of year where a lot of people are seeing mm-hmm. friends, family. This is the second night of Hanukkah. Yes. Probably the third when you listen to this. Mm-hmm. And and Christmas is coming and New Year's and... All those. All those things. It's a time for togetherness and a time for binge watching because no shows are going to be making new episodes these weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, tell your friends. Invite them to listen with you. Mm-hmm. What a great way to open presents is just to listen to an episode of Sex Archie at the same time. Yeah, at, at Gather least... your family around the fireplace. All the classics. Bing Crosby. Mariah Carey. And us and talking us. about boners. Yeah. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Ho, Mary, ho. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Please.